Welcome aboard, Captain. Back to the Star Trek Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we analyze and discuss Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home, one minute at a time. I'm Chris LaSalle. And I'm David Stoker. Hey, Dave. Chris. We are back talking about minute 14 of The Voyage Home. Uh, Minute 14 starts with the U.S. Yorktown captain continuing to give bad news (laughs) and ends a minute later with Chekhov giving a status on the HMS Bounty Weapon Systems. Go check off. So we get uh, a couple different things going on in this minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so uh, it was a Captain Randolph. Is Captain a... Joel Randolph. Joel Randolph. Uh, says that it's been three hours since our contact with the alien probe. Yep. All attempts at regaining power failed. So this, uh, you know, we talked about the Saratoga last minute. Um, this this whole scene this whole segment you know tells me that things are things are going badly for any ship that crosses the probe's path yeah um yeah that's yeah that's bad um <laughs> that's bad so this is uh actress played by vj amritrage i believe is his name okay um the only thing i've known him in before uh, other than this movie was uh, he was in Octopussy. Oh yeah, yep. And that's it. Everything else I think he's been in, I don't, I don't know. Well, I wonder if he's in it can be anything else because uh, I feel like he's reading off a cue card in this minute. Yeah, a little bit. <clears throat> I wouldn't say it's the most successful uh, <laughs> acting job. It, it, there is, uh, it, yeah, it's not great because, again, I got distracted. I thought he was reading off cue card, but it, it's a pretty, you know, just like uh, Captain Alexander on the Saratoga where yes. you know, her, her her situation, you know, she seemed to have given up and is asking please for help. And right. there's another starship captain who is looks like he is, it looks like he's dying yeah he almost looks yeah he's he he looks like he's almost dead yeah um yeah he you know he says all all attempts at regaining power have failed they're obviously using some sort of emergency power um you know smoke everywhere um is that because they lit a fire on the bridge that's (laughs) I, i mean we did see sparks from you know the the panel on the york uh not the yorktown on the saratoga so maybe Sparks flew there, and maybe didn't they didn't contain it as well, perhaps. Um, but then you know he's still speaking, and then Cartwright and uh, the Federation president um, talk in front of him, mm-hmm. and you know they say it's uh, using forms of energy we do not understand, and uh, here he says, uh, "Can you protect us?" And we're launching everything we have. So where I said that was in the script before, they sort of split that apart. Um, like I said, that last minute where they were talking about, uh, before it was one complete scene in here, they split, you know, the Yorktown stuff in between. Mm -hmm. Um, what he's saying, 
while they're talking, he says all non-essential crew have been given their hyper sedatives to slow down consumption of life support resources. Ooh, cool. So, yeah, so they're they're in dire dire shape. They're 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 in real trouble if yeah. they're if they're doing that. Um, that's that's a that's a cool. I've never heard him do that before, but that makes sense. So he comes back on and says, "Our chief engineer are trying to deploy a makeshift solar sail. We have high hopes that this will, if successful, generate power to keep us alive." So to your question, I think last minute, you know, is the probe, you know, are they going to die? You know, the Saratoga, mm-hmm. and I think we sort of learn that they are indeed going to die. Yeah, I mean, even if that if that solar sail doesn't work, then yeah, they're they're. They're dead. They're dead. So I found it interesting that um, during this minute, you know, we see, you know, Captain Joel Randolph. The camera sort of pans around him. You know, so at first we're sort of looking at a three-quarters view, and then by the end of his speech, we're sort of almost looking directly at him. Yeah. And I just found that kind of weird. Weird, like, are you thinking uh, cinematically? He, you're talking about like in universe. It's like, why would the like, camera be moving? Yeah, why would the camera be moving unless he's like spinning in his chair? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, he's just um, casual, rocking back and forth. Yeah, I just found I just find it weird that the camera is sort of moving around him. It would be either straight on him, or if he's to the side of the camera. I mean, I just it strikes me weird. Mm. It's a little. It's interesting. I, I guess I didn't really pick up on that because I, my uh, impression that the the way the his message starts, you know, it was like the camera almost to his side and he's just you know staring off into the distance. It's kind of it's kind of a creepy looking shot, right? He's like, right. He's not talking at the camera. He's just like talking to himself almost. You know what I mean? Um, so there's a, it's 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 creepy and knowing what. You know, we're speculating about that this could be the last message this guy sends. It's right. Yeah. Yeah. There's and to to that, um, there's a whole bunch of information that is left out from the script. Oh yeah? So I'm gonna so this is the actual ship. This is the dialogue he, he gives. Okay. Uh, he says Starfleet Command, this is Captain Joel Randolph of the Starship Yorktown reporting. And then he goes into the emergency. He gives the information we've we've already had. You know, all non-essential crew are given hyper. Uh, our chief engineer is attempting to deploy a makeshift solar sail, which to focus and absorb radiation from a nearby sun, we are orbiting. Oh. We have high hopes that this will, if successful, generate power to keep us alive. If you would patch us through to engineering control, we could link up with the technicians there and hopefully lick this problem. We will keep you posted on condition, Starfleet, and inform you of any further developments Captain Randolph out. Reading that, it doesn't seem as dire. Yeah. Because he's like, we'll keep you posted. Here on screen, he totally looks like we're in trouble. Right. But did you did you say he he said if we can patch me through, we can lick this problem? Yes. Yeah, that's the that's the spunk and you know, stick that you want from a star you know, a starship captain. Right, that's that's what we want. That's what you want to hear. We're gonna lick this problem, even though I can't breathe. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, again, I feel like they're both, you know, 
both captains are very subdued in their reports. Defeatists. Defeatists. Just it just seems it just seems weird. I mean, I think I I think if it were me, Starfleet, help me! Oh my God, we're gonna die! You know. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you know, as a captain, you have to maintain control. Um, but I feel like they're so far down the spectrum of calm, resigned, defeatists. I mean, they have to have a little optimism. Yeah. Would it have would it have helped or? You know, added to the scene at all. If you saw like you know crew members behind him slumped over their stations and stuff, like already gone. No, but um, would that would that be too dark? <sighs> That'd be a little dark, um, but it would have made for a great shot. <laughs> um, but I think, but I think back to um, the uh, reboot Star Trek where um, McCoy and Spock. So this is like after. Spock is captain of the ship, and he's jettisoned Kirk to the planet. You know, he's 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 exiled him to the planet, and you know, McCoy says to him, uh, "You know, you know, can you make it? You know, seem like it was a difficult decision." And Spock's like, "You know, if moping around will help boost morale, I will defer to your, um, you know, your <laughs> medical opinion." And I think of that when I when I say, you know, how calm they are, but I'm thinking like, yeah. The captain, everyone looks to the captain. Everyone looks to see how he's handling it. If he is morose, if he is defeatist, everyone else is going to be like, oh, we're yeah. Done, gotta, we're done for. We're, exactly. The captain, you know, if the captain's bummed out, we're screwed. Yeah, we're screwed. Yeah. Like, I just, maybe that's what I'm having trouble with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. It's not a good role model. Good role model. That's precisely. Um, solar sail. Uh, I get distracted by that every time I hear solar sail because I always think of Tron and the solar sailor. Oh yeah, Tron. Just that cool ship they boost at the end of the film. Yeah, the original, the original Tron. Um, doodly doo, doodly doo. Uh, you just made my day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go listen to the soundtrack after we finish recording. <laughs> um. The other, uh, other, uh, the other, only other, I had the only tidbit I really had. Thank you for all the juicy stuff you had on the Yorktown here. Um, was that the this scene on the Yorktown is uh, filmed on? It's filmed on the same set as uh, the Saratoga, which was the Grissom, which was the uh, a redress of the original Enterprise from the motion picture. So they are just like <laughs> <laughs> you. They keep just reusing stuff. Exactly. So. Um, uh, that's all I'm going to say. I, I, I've, I've harped on the, the frug, frugality of Paramount enough. Have we, though? <laughs> no, I'm probably going to do it again. <laughs> we pick because we love. Yes. Okay. Uh, anything, you got anything else in the Federation Chambers, Yorktown? Um, I don't think so. All right. So... Uh, Oh, well, yeah, actually, I was going to, I jumped ahead too far. So we do get one of those cool shots of the probe, um, yep. which is probably the best look we've, we've, we've had of it so far. Yep. Um, which, which again, I, I go back and forth between, wow, that's a really cool thing to, man, that's cheap. <laughs> so, have we talked about it? Do you, do you, do you like the probe? Um, yeah. 
We've talked about it, right? The ball and the, the brain. The brain. The brain. The basketball. So you look at you look at it and you think like, you know, it's simplicity and you think, wow, it's doing all this all this damage. And, you know, it's it's amazing. It's like how could something so simple look you know, look this like this. And then on the other hand, you look at it and you're like, oof, they really it looks like someone went in fishing in the garbage, found an old can of corn, and just put like <laughs> foil over it or something, and spray painted it black. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's one of those things. Like it, it's either it's either a genius special effect or garbage. There's <laughs> a fine line between genius and insanity. Yeah, this could be it. I got I got a great idea, guys. I got a great idea for a new vessel. We're gonna. We're gonna make a cylinder out of tar, and we're gonna attach like this little rotating brain, and it's gonna just lay waste to everything. You are out of your mind. And yet here it is. And here it is. And it's just a passing glance. This one, right? It's only a couple of seconds. We get just, we just it, it's it's coming. We, yep. it's, it's still relentlessly coming. Yeah. So we talked about the size, you know, being like miles long. We still don't get a full scale view of the probe and with another ship like to give us oh my god that is huge right yeah because right now if it's miles long you know you almost get the sense in this shot that the the back end of it is just out of frame mm. you get a sense of that but if it's but if it is miles long then it really should be much much a lot of it should be out of frame but I don't know. I don't know how big the the brain is. You know, is the brain? It's, it's, it's too hard to get. It's hard to tell. Right. Yeah. No. Stupid no scale. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we shift gears, uh, and uh, and music uh, mm-hmm. back to Vulcan, back to the bird of prey, and yeah. I keep wanting to hear. Um, was it Ted Knight? <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, because because it kind of the music the music transition and the you know the it, it makes me it makes me think of that. I keep wanting to hear that. Meanwhile, back on Vulcan, yeah, we get another view of the the map painting of the bird of prey. We get the trio of Vulcans exiting. Mm-hmm. It still looks like a great shot. I mean, I still don't buy that it's that big. I mean, that small. No, I know. Is this the first time we're seeing the bridge? I was just going to ask you that, and I think it is. Yeah, I this think is, it's. You've been, this is, you, this is yeah. sort of the reveal of the the new bridge. The new bridge, the bridge you've been talking about. Yeah. Since search for Spock. Yeah, this looks nothing like obviously the the bridge from uh, search for Spock at all, remotely, right. like nothing. Yeah. And I okay. think it's one. Of, I think it's one of those things where they clearly needed to get a bridge. Enterprise esque that they can show all of them in like one shot. Doing <laughs> one stuff shot, yeah. at yeah. doing stuff at their stations. You know what I mean? Like there's a there's a science station, there's the helm and the, the weapons and communicate like it clearly is defined. Like before and here there you have Krug sitting above, you know, lording over his minions, and you really don't know who is doing what. Here it's more defined, and I wonder if that's more for normalcy of Federation crew. That's why they changed it, or 
I, I don't know the reason why they changed it. I just obviously I recognize the change. Right. Yeah. I don't think it's. I don't. I don't think there's any in-universe uh, explanation at all. This is. This is just the bridge. Right. This is. I don't think. I think this is supposed to be what it was in Star Trek Three. I mean, I know you know behind the scenes, and they 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 rebuilt they rebuilt the bridge, right? Um, redesigned it. Uh, but are you well? Are you are you, are you hypothesizing that that Kirk and company and the Vulcans changed the bridge around? Did they they made it look like this? No, no, I don't think. I I, I think Paramount changed it. Okay, <laughs> this is probably one of those instances where they did spend more money. Um, and I'm pro- I, probably one of those things where, again, you know, we're used to seeing the captain in the chair, Sulu and Chekhov up front, yeah. Spock in the back, and Uhura over there. You know, we would normally, you know, again, I said this is probably just f- to make things look uniform with other stuff. Yeah, gotcha. Some familiarity. Right. Uh, I don't know though. Wouldn't you like to see Kirk up high on his throne like Krug was? I think that'd be kind of fun. <laughs> fun uh change of pace uh, no no okay all right i'll pass on that <laughs> uh so you got the guy in the jumpsuit uh at the very when as kirk's walking on on the bridge he kind of hops up on a chair to fix something in the ceiling um can't really tell if he's a vulcan or not well he's got the hat on does he have does he have a hat it's hard to see i know he's got an... that he's got the hat with the chin strap <laughs> all right and then you've got another one in the background working with, I believe, that Savic back there with the curly hair. Yep. Uh, and then you got the random Vulcan. There you go, walking by. The, you wanted action on a bridge, and there goes walking by with a, a hose and a and a bucket. He's clearly va- he finished vacuuming the, <laughs> the bridge. That's yes. Uh, do you think that's Wait. a do you think that's a Klingon uh, vacuum or that's something the Vulcans had to bring on board? I oh, know that's that's the Vulcan. That's the. That's yeah. the Vulcan uh, heavy-duty uh, vacuum. Yeah, I was going to say as a species, if I was going to pick which species is the better vacuumer, it would be Vulcans, not Klingons. Oh, yeah, they're you know they're neat freaks. <laughs> yep. Uh, so what else we got? Um, we're just getting everybody gets to do their classic uh, status updates. Yep. I think that's in their contract. I want to leave at least one. Yeah, I gotta wonder. If, yeah, if it is or not. Um, what do you think? Uh, you know, Kirk is uh, walking around the bridge, partly for our benefit, so we get to see all this cool stuff. Yep. Um, is there? Is there like? There's like a. Is there an escape hatch over there? There's a. Yeah, I was wondering the exact same thing. Yeah. Do we? Are they going to use that later? I wonder. I wonder if they will. Yeah. I wonder if there's a point in the movie where they definitely need to get out of the bridge because of something happening. Uh, all right. So it's uh, like Chekhov's gun. We will see that later. Yes. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's that's really it, right? Um, guy yep, yes. guy. Yeah. Yeah. yep, systems report, communications, communication systems already, communications officer is as ready as she'll ever be. Ha ha ha. <laughs> Um, Mr. Sulu, guidance is functional. Onboard computer will interface with Federation memory bank, which I find fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is this is one of those questions where you're like, okay, so they're clearly going to interface with Federation information, so the memory bank. Wouldn't the Federation be alerted 
to a Klingon vessel accessing Federation information, kind of like a hacker. Ask that again. Are you? Would they be concerned if that if that happened? Or yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. If I'm you know systems administration at you know at Starfleet Command and I'm you know monitoring my you know Amazon you know AWS system here <laughs> and I suddenly see a ping on one of my alerts that a Klingon bird of prey is accessing the database, uh, I think I'd be concerned. Yeah, talk about right. Not only is it, you know, not only would your hackles be up because it's a Klingon bird of prey, but yeah. and it can talk to. Yeah, exactly. That 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 seems to me like a not the smartest move. Yeah, I feel like they've sort of, and again, this may be. We're not privy to all the information um, sometimes, and they've made the decision. We know previous minutes they've made the decision. Kirk, you know goes through and you know everyone gives an eye that they're going to go back and turn themselves in have they communicated that with the federation like did they did kirk give a call and say uh you know admiral kirk right or you know whoever says this is captain kirk or admiral kirk um we're heading back we're going to turn ourselves in uh we have a bird of prey that we need to interface with uh, the, the computers so that we can fly this thing back like, did that happen? Yeah, you, you know what? I, my, my, I would say no, it, it hasn't. I, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like that's a question I've always had in my head mm. about this movie when I saw it. Like, yeah, how do they know when when they when they show up in a bird of prey they're not just going to get shot down? Uh, so, yeah, maybe they should have, but I, I don't know. Something tells me that they, they didn't. They're just coming back uh, on their schedule when they're ready. You know, they're just mm. going to show up. Uh, but yeah, you're right. That would be the smart thing to do. And I was also trying to figure out why would they, why would they need the computer to interface with the Federation computers? And all I can think of is maybe they were planning on coming back into space dock. You know how space dock will um, oh, right, yeah. take control and guide them in. Uh, maybe that's why they need that. I just figured they wanted their information because I'm sure they're used to accessing their information. And if they're connected to the oh. Klingon database, they probably yep. would get all kinds of Klingon information that may or may not be true. Because, again, they're going back to Federation space. How much information does the Klingon have about certain security protocols, that sort of stuff? Yep. You know what? I think you, I think you just answered a question I have for like 10 minutes down the road. Okay. I think it's going to come. This is, gonna, this is actually going to come back up later. Okay. All so right. It's it's not in. I think it's I think it's here for a reason, not for navigation. Oh. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. So save it. Okay. 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 Um. Then yeah, I think uh, I think that's all I had for this one. I didn't have a ton for for minute fourteen. No, not really. I think yeah, just a couple of tidbits here and there. Yeah. I mean, we're definitely we're definitely getting moving with the movie. You know, in terms of we set the stage. The table's been set. Everyone's been invited to dinner. <laughs> Let's start the meal. Let's go. Uh, all right. Well, then, uh, uh, let's wrap it up. And folks, we'll uh, we'll be back on back again on Friday. And uh, but we'd love to hear from you uh, again. Social medias, but also we've got a, uh, a special listener federation over f on Facebook. So if you haven't joined already, uh, you should sign up and, and join the conversation. Uh, it's a uh, 
Dave and I and, and uh, all sorts of listeners from the show. And we're either hypothesizing about these minutes or talking about uh, other things going on in Star Trek uh, in the real world uh, these days. So uh, always some, always something fun to talk about. We'd love to hear from you. And yeah, we'll be back again on Friday talking about minute 15 of Star Trek The Voyage Home here at Star Trek Minute. Bye now. Bye. Bye.